And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. If you would turn your Bibles to Psalms 136, and let's read the first five or six verses, I will, and then we'll get into the psalm. Amen. Today's a wonderful day. Praise the Lord. Not only are we going to be fed spiritually today, we'll also be fed physically. Amen. Today is a wonderful day. Praise the Lord. Every day is a good day. Psalms 136 verse 1 reads, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Why? For his good, for his mercy endureth forever. <laughs> verse 2, Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods. For his mercy endureth forever. Can somebody say thank God for the mercy of God? <laughs> Verse 3, oh give thanks to the Lord of Lords. For his mercy endureth forever. <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus. Verse 4, to him who alone doeth great wonders. For his what? His mercy endureth forever verse 5 to him that by wisdom made the heavens for his that's right it's a good refrain amen verse 6 to him that stretcheth out the earth above the waters for his amen can you say for his mercies endureth forever Amen. What a, what a wonderful psalm. Amen. Many Bible scholars seem to agree that this song, which is a psalm, was composed after the remnant of the Jews returned from Babylon. It revolves around a well-known refrain that God's people sang regularly for generations. And the refrain, as you can see, is for his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Here in this particular psalm, the psalmist makes an appeal for us to join him in giving God thanks for his mercies. Since the obligation, the duty, we are shown here again and again, the duty we are called to do is to give God thanks, to offer praise. Amen. I, the Bible says sacrifice of praise, but as I said, it is not a sacrifice, I believe, because God has been so good to us. It is a duty, a call upon us to give God thanks and praise. Amen. Continually, not for fruits from the ground, but from the fruit of our lips. Amen. We have to give him thanks and praise. First, I want to draw your attention, though, to the first phrase in verses 1, 2, and 3. Now, I want you to notice what he's doing. In verse 1, the first phrase is, oh, give thanks to the Lord. This is a period of thanksgiving. Amen. Verse 2, the phrase, or oh, give thanks unto the God of gods. Verse 3, or oh, give thanks unto the Lord of lords. And so I began meditating, amen, on why would God, the Holy Spirit, inspire the writer of the psalm to use these phrases at the beginning. And it came to me that he's not been He's not repeating himself. Amen. No, no. You see what he is about. You see what he's about to communicate about God is so important. He does not want us to misunderstand who he's referring to. 
Are you with me, saints? That is why he said, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. And he backed away and he said, hold on now. In these ancient communities, men were called God. Are you getting what I'm saying? So let me back up and make it clear. Give thanks unto the Lord of Lords. He backed up and he said, hold on, hold on now. Hold on. In ancient times, there were gods. So let me make it clear. I'm referring to the God of gods. <laughs> and so the Bible says, let us give what? Thanks unto the God of lords and the God of gods. Why? For his mercies endureth forever. <laughs> oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. Amen. The very first appeal made to thank God was for his, because he's what? Can you go back to verse one? Quickly. Verse one says what? Yes, yes. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Why? Because he is good. Because he is good. Can you say God is good? Can anybody attest to the goodness of God? Good. Oh, he's a wonderful savior. We had a saying, God is good all the time and God is good. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Amen. All the goodness comes from God. We, we took it further and we said, if it's bad, it's not God. Amen. If it's bad, it's the devil. If it's good, it's God. Because God is good all the time. Oh, we bless your name, Jesus. Amen. Now, the word good here is used in its widest sense. But what he's going to do, he's going to zero in on the very important aspect of God's goodness. And that is why after he says, for God is good, for his what? mercy endures forever so that aspect of god is what he's zeroing on zeroing in on he's zeroing in on the mercy of god isn't that a wonderful thing now the word mercy in king james is interpreted as loyal he's loyal mercy is also translated as merciful kindness grace long suffering Loving kindness, good deeds, favor, and pity. All this, all this word mercy has been translated in the kingdom version as all these words. Now other new Bible versions translate this verse as unfading love. Mercy in the new other translations are translated as unfading love. Also another word used is steadfast love. Another word used is faithful love. How many of you agree that God is all that and more? Amen. He's unfailing love. He is steadfast love. And he is faithful love. The Bible says when we are unfaithful, he yet remains faithful. Faithfulness is the character of God. That is who he is. We human beings, sometimes we are faithful, sometimes we are not. Not God. Our unfaithfulness doesn't affect his faithfulness. Because by nature, God is faithful. That is why the psalmist asks us to join him in giving thanks unto the Lord of Lords and the God of Gods. Oh, and now is the time to give him thanks. Now is the time to raise your voice and give the Lord thanks. For his mercies endures forever. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Mercy is, listen to me, What? listen. Mercy is not giving someone the punishment they do deserve. 
Oh, glory be to Jesus. How many of you can thank God? Amen. He has not whooped us the way we need to be whooped. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. That's what Psalms 103 verse something it says here. It says God has not dealt. He has not dealt with us after the man of our sins. Are you with me saints? Because he's a good God. Because he's a merciful God. He does not give you the punishments you deserve. Oh, thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can somebody say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name for that. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, brothers and sisters, Lamentations chapter 3. If you can turn there, verse 22 to 23. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 to 23. And this is what God said to me when Jim was praying. He said, and I want you to listen to me carefully. When Jim was praying this morning, this is the verse he prayed. He didn't know I had that verse in my sermon this morning. And God said to me, this sermon is prophetic. I need you to hear. This sermon is prophetic. I need you to understand what's going on here. God himself came up with that sermon. Amen. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not what? Consumed because his compassion fails not. Verse 23 reads, His mercies are new every morning. Great is thy what? Faithfulness. <laughs> oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. The Bible says he, it is because of what? The Lord's mercies we are not consumed. The word consumed here means failed, finished, ended, wasted, come to one's end. It's because of God's mercies we have not come to, we have not come to our wit's end. It's because of God's mercy we have not been wasted by the enemy. Amen. Because the Bible says his compassion, his compassion, the word compassion, I don't have time to develop it, but it means of the womb. It means bowels of concernment, empathy and sympathy. That's what God has. Are you with me saints? And notice what the verse says about his mercies. His mercies are new when? The word new here means fresh. Can you say fresh mercy? Fresh mercies. Ah, glory. Can you thank God for that? Every morning, God has new mercies, fresh mercies. God does not save mercy for the next day. There is nothing like leftover or stale mercies. With, are you with me, saints? Every morning, God works up some new mercy, some fresh mercy. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. He does that because that is who he is. He's merciful. He's faithful. And notice what he says. Mercies. He didn't say mercy. Mercies. We are not consumed because of what? The mercies. And compassions. Not compassion, compassions. You know, I don't have time to develop this. I'll develop it another time, another time, because I'm getting to a particular point. Amen. And since that is why the psalmist is inviting us to give God thanks and praise, because God did not apply the whooping on us. 
when we deserved it. Amen. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, hear me carefully. Hear me carefully. It gets better. It gets better. In this verse, 26 times. 26 times. The psalmist, the psalm says we, we are told that God, God's mercy endures for 26 times. One for every word of the alphabet. 26 times. Why? Because I think, now the reason why I think you may hear different coming, coming, you may hear different, uh, uh, I'm looking for a word, a different meaning of what the, uh, what the phrase, his mercy and dearth mean from somebody else. But I'm going to share with you what the Lord shared with me. Is that all right? I'm giving you a verbal commentary on the Bible. There are written commentaries. I stand there giving you a verbal commentary. Are you with me, saints? Glory be to Jesus. So uh, the, the, the psalmist wants us, because I think he wants us to grasp this attribute of God. He's again inspired by God to tell us his mercy and yours forever. Because for years we've been told that God is the one who puts sickness. God is the one who puts disease. God is the one who puts infirmities on us to teach us a lesson. And so the psalmist wants to drive it home. It is not God. <laughs> Are you getting what I mean? It is not God. Because it is an attribute. When the Bible said that God's mercy endures forever, it, it means that this is a key attribute of God. By attribute, I mean it is a trait. It is a quality. God is not sometimey with mercy. He's merciful all the time. That is his personality. Loving without fail. Loving steadfastly is God's nature. God is 100% merciful every time. <laughs> and so the psalmist is making an appeal to us to give God thanks for his mercy and forever. And since this is Thanksgiving month... Amen. We should give him all the praise, all the glory. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody loves Yahweh? Have your way. Hallelujah. Have your way. Glory be to Jesus. Oh, blessed be. No, no, no listen. Listen, as I said, 26 times. 26 times he said that. Amen. And I don't want you to forget that. God is telling you over and over again. He's not the one who places us in the quagmire. If I can use that word. In the quagmire we are in now. It is not God. We find ourselves in a quagmire because of us. Because of us. We have to take responsibility for where we are. Amen. If you are between a rock and a hard place today. It was not God who put you there. Let me make it abundantly clear. If you are between a rock and a hard place. It is not God who placed you there. Maybe, maybe it was because of our own doing. Because mercy is not giving someone the punishment they do deserve. Maybe we are where we are because the Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a human being sows, that they shall reap. Galatians 6-7 to be exact. Or... 
Proverbs 23, 7. As a human being thinks in his or her heart, so are they. Uh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. So that is why, brothers and sisters, that's why sometimes we have to man up. Or we have to woman up. Mm -hmm. Amen. Come down from our, from our high horses. Humble ourselves and take responsibility for where we are. And stop using old Job as an excuse. Let me say that again. Stop using old Job as an excuse. Let the man rest. Because we can go through the book of Job and I can show you. It, is, it wasn't God who did that to Job. It was the devil who did that to Job. Are you with me saints? Job, the Bible, God took, God noticed the devil, the word consider. God said, have you considered my servant Job? Consider means to, it means to look. It means to think of, to think. And God said, are you thinking of doing my servant harm? God didn't just call the, the devil and say, come here, look at my son here. No, 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 no. He caught the devil looking at Job and thinking of doing Job harm. He called the devil's that's what he did. It wasn't God who murdered all Job's children. It wasn't God who put him to the, drove him to the point of poverty and bankruptcy. It wasn't God who plagued him with sickness. God is a merciful. God is a faithful. That is why we are to give God thanks and praise. Now, for those of you who still think you can use Job, let me ask you. Now, you can use Job as an excuse. This is why. This is how you can use him. If you are from the land of us. Mm -hmm, and the Bible says, if you are perfect and upright. And one that feareth God and eschew evil. You can use Job as an excuse. If, if like Job, you had seven children. Three daughters. Four sons, you can use Job as an excuse. If like Job, you had substance also. If you had 7,000 sheep. If you had 3,000 camels. If you had 500 oxen. If you had 500 she asses. And if your kids were partying like party animals, then you can use Job. But until then, be quiet. Man up, woman up, and give the Lord praise. Oh no, I used to use old job until God tell me, take responsibility for where you are. So I just came here to tell you, please embrace the appeal. Made to us hereby, given to us by the psalmist. Amen. For it is not God who puts sickness and disease on people to teach them a lesson. Beloved, God is merciful and kind. And loving. This is what God said to the nation of Israel. I'm almost done. In Exodus chapter 23 verse 25. 23 verse 25. Listen to what God said about himself. Listen to what God told the children of Israel. He said in verse 25. And you shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless your bread. And your water. And here it comes. And I will what? Take sickness away from the midst of you. This is God's heart's desire to take sickness because sickness is not of God. It is not of God because God is merciful. He is full of, he has, he has bowels of compassion. Amen. He was moved to take upon himself human flesh. 
in the form of Jesus Christ, God incarnate. And in the New Testament, we see him taking away sickness, taking away diseases and infirmities. Listen, in, in, in my study this morning, in my study this morning, in my God told me this right. He said, tell my people I have never and will never turn down anyone who have asked me to have mercy on them. Let me say that again. He said, I have never and will never turn down anyone who has asked me to have mercy on them because mercy is who I am by nature. <laughs> mercy is who I am by nature. And immediately I went to the scriptures and began to research the phrase, have mercy on me. I came across blind Bartimaeus. Are you getting what I'm saying? Blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus couldn't see. He's lost his sight. He heard Jesus was coming down from Jericho. And blind Bartimaeus shout, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, a man just touched me at the core of who I am. <laughs> Woo! At my core, I am merciful. And when I hear somebody asking for mercy, I have to turn around. Lest I deny who I am. <laughs> oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Now, I know a lot of commentators focus on thou son of David. I have no problem with that. Amen. But God said to me, when blind Bartimaeus said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He arrested my attention. And he, had, and he said, I had to fulfill his request to gain his sight. God said, I had to fulfill his request to what? Gain his sight. If you are here this morning, if you're looking and you're here this morning and if you have lost sight of your purpose in life there is a phrase that can rewrite your life somebody need to holler jesus thou son of david have mercy on me i have lost my way in life i have lost my purpose in life jimmy swaggart wrote a song he said mercy rewrote my life I'm here to tell you today, mercy can rewrite your life. One phrase, Jesus, son of... Can somebody say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Yeah, say, give me a new GPS. Yeah, I need a new GPS. I need a, I need to, I have lost my sight. I have lost sight of my purpose. I took a wrong turn. I'm somewhere in the wilderness. Can you give me a new GPS? Have mercy on me, Jesus. Can you reroute, reroute my life? I want to start over. Have mercy on me, Lord. Ask God, can you restore the years the conqueror must taken from me? Can you restore the years, Master? Have mercy on me and restore the years the conquer who must take. Jesus, I've exercised so many bad judgments, so many poor judgments. I've made a lot of bad decisions. Have mercy on me. Can you give me a brand new beginning? <laughs> and God said, if you would do that, if you're here today and you would do that, 
now listen to me i'm speaking prophet prophetically to you this is what the lord said to me he said to me if you do that today just like you took away the shame of blindness from blind Bartimaeus, so too he'll took away, he'll take away the shame he'll take away the shame the disappointment and he'll give you back sight sets you on a new course give you back the years the conquer who must eaten twice in the book of Joel God told them and my children shall never be ashamed and my children shall never be ashamed David said I've been young and I've been old but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor you sit begging bread because God is merciful he can give you a new GPS system. He can give you a new route. He can and yes, he will. All you have to do is go down on your knees and say, have mercy on me. Don't give me what I deserve. Yes, I know I deserve it. Can you give me some mercy? And God said, you say that? You've, you'll arrest his attention. You will arrest his attention. I was thinking, some of us, we have virgin knees, our kneecaps, still brand new. You, you know why? They, are so, they have shown no signs of wear and tear in praying. We need to get down on our, our knees. Let your knees show some wear and tear. Saying, Lord, have mercy on me. I have messed up. Have mercy on me. Can you give me a new route? A new plan? Can you give me a new vision? I have messed up. You remember the lady I spoke about the last week from Cana? From Canaan. Her daughter was demon possessed. We do not know how or why her daughter was demon possessed. You remembered her? And she came to Jesus. And she asked Jesus, do you, do you know where the text is? Anybody knows? And she came to Jesus. And Jesus for a while would not listen to her. Mm, but she used the phrase. <laughs> oh, she used the phrase. She said, have mercy on me. And when she said that, Jesus said, oh, oh she's touched me at the core of who I am. Unless I deny myself, I must help her. <laughs> the Bible said she worshipped the Lord. She fell on her knees. She did not have virgin knees. <laughs> oh, glory be to you. You got it? Matthew 15, 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan came. She was, a, was she a Christian? No. She was from Canaan. These were God's enemies. The Canaanites came out of the same coast and cried unto him saying what oh yeah. some of you say that like you don't believe it have mercy on me oh lord thou son of what <laughs> Woo! glory be to jesus here she is and, and she said my daughter can you go back she said my daughter My daughter is grievously vexed with her devil. Her daughter was demon possessed. Has the devil messed up something about you in your life? Mm? Has he turned your life upside down? You 
who's looking and watching has the devil come in your life and turn your life upside down one phrase will turn it around jesus thou son of david have mercy on me have mercy on me and the bible says uh, she told him grievously vexed with the devil she's helpless nobody can help her mm? nobody knows why her daughter was demon possessed but he answered her not a word and his disciples came and besought him saying send her away for she crieth after us she crieth after us she's still saying have mercy on me but he answered and said i'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of israel that's what he's telling the canaanite and she said can you, quickly quickly verse then came she and what she didn't have virgin knees she fell on her knees and began to worship have mercy saying have mercy on me i know you have the answer i know you are the god of god we just said he's the god of gods and the lord of lords i know you have the answer saying what here it is lord help me <laughs> oh glory be to jesus let me, let me ask you when last you ask god to help you in your prayer when last you have got you ask god to have mercy on you when last you sat down as an adult and take responsibility and say father i messed up this i messed this up i am a whole i am a bunch of mess now can you reroute my life can you have mercy on me can you help me lord uh, can can you go down that low and tell god you mess up can you humble yourself and tell god i messed up already <laughs> she said lord help me lord have mercy on me that's another way of saying it verse 26 what did verse 26 but he answered and said it is not meant to take the children's bread to cast it to dogs listen to what she can and she said you are right <laughs> she said you are you are right on every count Yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Lord, I don't need much. All I need is a crumb. All I need is a crumb. A crumb from God can take care of my business. Just one crumb. That's why the Bible calls him Lord of Lords and God of Gods. It doesn't take much from God to change your situation. But you got to humble yourself. You got to humble yourself. I think it is in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 somewhere in there. Paul says when I am weak. <laughs> Woo! He said when I am weak then I'm strong. The problem with some of us we are always strong. Yeah, that's a problem. And we move from one, we mess up one person's life, move to another person's life and mess them up, move to another person's life and mess them up because we are always strong. Look, we know you, we know you're not strong. You are human. We know that. We are all human beings. Strong what? The Bible says the only way you should be strong is in the Lord. 
<laughs> ah, glory be to Jesus. You got it? Can you go to verse 9? Let's start with verse 9. Paul said this, and I'm almost done since. Paul said in verse 9, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for you. Paul said, can you take away that from me? Can you take away that thorn from me? Jesus said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is what? Made perfect in your weakness. <laughs> Paul, you are not perfect. If I take away the thorn, I lose the chance of making you perfect. So you need that thorn, Kaba, Satara, so I can help you to become perfect. <laughs> he said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Infirmities here doesn't mean sickness. It means inabilities. That's what it means. I will glory in my inabilities. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. The power of Christ doesn't rest on people who think they got it together. It doesn't rest on people who think they get it together. Let me say it one more time. The power of Christ doesn't rest on folks who think they get it together. Can you go to verse? Therefore, I will take pleasure in my inabilities, infirmities, inabilities, not pleasure in sickness or disease or cancer. For years I grew up and they keep telling me that and I believed it. Until I got myself five good Bible dictionaries. And they all say infirmities means inabilities. He said, I'll take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in what? Persecutions, in distress, for Christ's sake. For, because when I am weak... Then I'm strong in the Lord. When I am weak, then I am strong in the Lord. Can somebody say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Give me another chance. <laughs> oh God, I give you praise. The devil is on my track. Give me another chance. I don't know about you, but I've made some real bad mistakes. Real bad mistakes. And I've asked God to help me. Help me. Help me correct my wrongs. Mm, I've taken some detours in life. And gotten some beatings. Are you with me, saints? Sometimes you get discouraged. And you need God to restore to you the years that you've lost. Mm, restore the years. How many of you like me, you've lost some years? You've lost the devil. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, tell me where would I have been? Can somebody say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, God. Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. For your mercy endures forever. <laughs> Woo! 
Father, we give you praise. I'm going to stop here. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. I'm going to continue this sermon next week. Because I need you to see the goodness and the mercy of God is not only for Christians. <laughs> the Bible says, For God so loved the world. God loved him some sinners. You hear me? God loves some sinners. Christians are the ones who doesn't like sinners, but God loves them. God commanded his love in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. Oh, yes, God loved him some sinners. <laughs> oh God we give you praise <laughs> Oh, stay tuned for next week it's going to get better please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.